welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, (laughs) this just, I mean, that little head-exploding emoji is just pops up in my mind every time I hear Trump demanding (laughs) more deficit spending. It makes me crazy. So the COVID relief package, the stimulus package, whatever euphemism you want to attach to it, it just isn't big enough for Trump. He $600 for every man, woman and child who qualifies is not enough. He wants $2,000 and he couches the whole three and a half minute call for for more spending. He couches it in all the spending that's unnecessary and that he doesn't like in the bill. And I have to say, there were some pants on fire moments in those few minutes. I don't normally do that. I certainly don't do it to Trump because I know that CNN is on the job there, Chris Saliza or whatever. But I got to give you a couple of pants on fires from what he said last night. But the upshot is he wants the 2000. My guess is this was cooked up in advance. They did not want this this package to look like it was more than a trillion dollars. So they set it up at at 900 something billion. And this extra whatever it be basically triples that payment. It, I think if my math is right, should add over 300 billion to the total, which will push it to a 1.2 trillion. And I think they didn't like the optics of that. So I think they're going to do it separately. He'll get it. They're going to do it on Christmas Eve. He'll get it and he'll say, I asked them to cut all that junk. They didn't do it. I don't like signing this, but what am I going to do? They're bad. I'm signing it. That's that's how I see the next couple of days rolling out. You could be right. It is interesting that Trump and Pelosi and Fair Fight, Stacey Abrams organization, are all asking for the same thing and Indivisible. I got an email a moment ago from Indivisible telling me to call my congressperson and and tell them to demand the $2,000 in that relief package. So it's interesting to hear them all saying the same thing right now. I think that there's there's a lot of things going on here. One of them and Biden, Biden also saying that saying similar things. Biden's talking about how this is just a down payment that when he gets in office, he's going to get a lot more money coming out for people. So with Biden and Trump saying the same thing, everybody in America, I think not everybody, but most of the people in America would agree that the people who've been screwed over the most by this need, need some sort of help. So by coming out and saying he needs more money, Along with Biden and all that, it kind of makes people on the other side who are ready to oppose him, if there are to be some changes in the election outcome, it kind of throws a wrench in the full hostility that they have towards them. Now, that might be temporary, but when it comes to the financial thing... I, I've never seen that work because he did sign the thing. It was we did have a three or four trillion dollar deficit up through the fiscal year end. He never really got any credit for that. I just don't see that. I don't think they give you credit for doing their stuff and you lose credit with your own guys. They don't. But what I'm saying is the people on the left are agreeing with him openly. I I see that. And I've seen that. It was indivisible. Even, you know, your like new Fafo, Fox, whatever, fake Fox. They and one thing that I noticed in the indivisible mailing that I think JJ Boogie sent us, which I'm sure you already got, but I didn't see it, hadn't seen it. And 
And even on Fox, they were saying, so why do you think he's doing it? Or in the indivisible thing, it says, regardless of his motivation. And it really drives me nuts because they want to make it look like he's not a good guy. So they say he's got psychological issues. I think the answer from the Democrat politician was he likes to be the center of attention and he wasn't getting enough attention. So he decided to turn the attention of this taxation thing towards himself. Like, like he's just this, this baby who everything is just psychological, which I absolutely, this is so preposterous. It's the same kind of canard as incompetence or unintended consequences if you just follow the money, qui, qui bono, whatever, it's just who benefits, just follow the money. If they're trying to inflate, if they're trying to keep interest rates down, they want to increase the debt or they want to pay people off, whatever, you know, and the way he was talking about it, that we he wants to eliminate all this stuff to pay for the extra money, which is really what a Democrat normally does that you want to cut foreign aid and pay for the the money. He's saying that. And it just shows you how the welfare warfare super state is much, much bigger with these dueling factions than it would be even if you just had one party. Because the welfare guys battle with the warfare guys or the foreign aid guys with the domestic guys. And it's and it's not this they they divide the pie up. It's that they each get 100 percent of what they want and it just doubles the budget. I mean, that's what we're seeing right now. But I and I do have my pants on fire. Thanks. Let's hear them. Okay, so. Uh, what he said, what Trump said, one, there are two things that were really actually three, but one I feel like I was set up to find. So the one that I think I was set up to find was about the FBI having a uh, $566 million for construction. And I was like, why? That is an insane amount of money, only to find that in an earlier deal, like in the middle of the year, Trump wanted 1.7 billion for a new FBI headquarters so that, uh, which was supposed to be across the street from his hotel. Now that would really have been a boon for him, but it just shows he was disingenuous. And there were two other things that were completely wrong. I'll tell you what they are too. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. So he said at one point in his like three and a half minutes, it one point three billion dollars is going to Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment. Now I happen to know that the Egyptian deal isn't. I I, I didn't even. I wasn't even sure if cash ever changed hands. It's almost like they give them vouchers to spend with the U.S. defense contractors. So I immediately found a thirty-six page document from May of this year describing the, our relationship with Egypt in in the context of the financial aid we give them. Here's a quote from that. All U.S. military aid to Egypt finances the procurement of weapon systems and services from U.S. defense contractors. Now, maybe slightly different from that, but that's the whole scam about Egyptian foreign aid. I happen to have identified that as a scam before. He also said that uh, he complained that $500 million will go to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, 
Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. Now, that was another thing I'd had my eye on over the years because when they were talking about playing games with Ukrainian foreign aid, I knew they were playing games with the foreign aid of these countries because they wanted to make them asylum centers, which I believe has some construction money. So they're going to build stuff there. But one of the things they they withheld aid in Honduras, for sure, and some of those other countries, too, until they signed up on the um, I forget what it was called, like the asylum relief contract or something. And one of the things that they require is sharing biometric data. So they we pay these countries off that money that goes to those countries is very specific in how they want to deal with migratory flows, which could be the whole purpose of Trump focusing on immigration in the first place is this is this border stuff. So that stuff's interesting. We got a comment from a patron saying that he was fired up by the president's speech and by some some coverage. I guess he was listening to maybe conservative talk radio or uh, podcasts and that he wants to go. I didn't even know about this. He wants to go to a rally on January 6th. Uh, that is the day that Congress supposedly will certify the electors. And it's being uh, organized, I think, by I don't know what it's the women. I think it's the same one as the last time. Uh, I forget, but it's some women who want to make America great or something like that. But that women for America first. So he wants to encourage people to go, but he also wants to know what we think. And I didn't really have an opinion because this was new to me. Do, Do you have an opinion? I saw the call for that to come out, to come out and be there on January 6th. And that feels like a trap to me. I don't know if it's an intentional trap by Trump saying it, but those situations, especially on that day, anybody who's there, doesn't matter how pure your intentions are or how innocent you are, it's going to be filled with provocateurs Mm. looking to get people from the other side on camera, out of context, so that they can use that in the media to, to brand the other side as evil and tear that person down, whoever it may be, who, who ends up being the victim of that. It bird dog is going to be going on left and right. It's, it's a setup for nothing but conflict and disaster to, to blow up, really, because there will be Antifa there. There will be the far right, what, whatever's left of them. And then there will be people who genuinely want to be there and protest. But those people tend to get kind of swallowed up, not intentionally, because the media only focuses on the extremes. They tend to get clumped in with the extremes because that's what the media is going to pay attention to. Well, I was just thinking, I think this is the third MAGA rally, and if nothing really happens, then maybe it won't. But I have two things to contradict my own assumptions, which is one is that even if in the previous ones nothing happened, that's how a hustle works. You know, they get you to go a couple of times, say, see, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. And then everybody shows up and it's a cluster. And then also my relations went down to the last one and they said it was like a love in. They were absolutely loving each other. And then these like thugs and uh Antifa, whatever, black from head to toe came being like really mean and obnoxious and totally out of place and they were put off. But when I went to fight against Obamacare, they had Congress, congressional aides come out 
all people of color, I noticed, against the Tea Party. And they were laughing. They were taking pictures, pointing from the halls of power. And it was galling. And I had, there was a community organizer with me. And he was like, don't let them make you mad. They're just trying to make you mad. I was yeah, like, they oh, are. Okay. That's what they'll so, do. So, and I kept my cool after that. But it was, if you were not prepared, if someone didn't like snap that into you, you would, it would be very, I was getting mad. I stopped, if, yeah. but. If you go, then exercise the mental, pre- prepare mentally and emotionally and don't allow yourself to be baited. And keep in mind that being in that group atmosphere makes it harder. It's hard to go to a football game between two rivals when you really want one rival to win and just sit there calmly and not give in to the provocations of the other side. This is a provocation event. I went by the Stop the Steal rally towards the end of it that was in Atlanta about a month ago or so. And according to Antifa, if you read their their tweets online antifa was flooding the zone the people everywhere and there was this racist horrible trump people going crazy i i drove by it and it was the tail end i saw three people in all black holding obviously antifa signs three of them they were very kind of meek and i think it was two girls and one guy and then it was a bunch of trump supporters partying like like it was an outdoor street festival selling t-shirts and listening to music (laughs) the portrayal of it on social media was so far from reality Everything I've ever been involved in has been misportrayed. And I remember that's when I really knew that Fox was not what they act like they are because I used to go, I don't know what, if it was a right to life thing that my mom was at. Oh, it was the Obamacare thing I was at. But my mom always said that about when she would go for the right to life stuff that they just underreport it by like, they take a zero off the end. Like it's not a hundred thousand people, it's 10,000 people. But speaking of stop the steal, uh, Garland was telling us about the poll workers filing suit. Is that correct? Is this public knowledge? The press release went out earlier today. Okay. It's Georgia citizens filing suit. Okay. So they're filing against Fulton, right? I don't it's have about, it I, don't I think have it pulled up I, I'm, I'm not, I know the story, but I'm not sure if, uh, if it's, a hundred percent public. I think it is. He said it, it is, should be yeah. by now. Okay. So, uh, they are the people who witnessed what looked to be inauthentic ballots are suing to examine those ballots. So I, and I've been anticipating this. He said it was going to drop today and I've been waiting. So we talked about it on the last interview we did with yes, him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe it was supposed to drop yesterday, but anyway, I've been waiting. So this morning when I was listening to my Fox headlines on Sirius, uh, I hear, oh, Georgia poll worker um, file suit in against in in Georgia. And then I listen. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's on national news. This is amazing. That's great. It's going to get some traction. It was a story about a Dominion worker suing the Trump campaign. This guy, Eric Coomer, he might have been the guy who's been like actually actively anti-Trump. And somebody did tweet uh, or made a, made a little video that showed him saying how if there's disputed ballots, if you get a ballot kicked up that is in is unclear, you can just go in on your computer and clarify the voter's intent like you would ever know it. So anything that gets kicked up that could be unclear, obviously that you're going to click it for who you want. Like, I mean, or whatever, there's a potential for that. That it shouldn't be the way it is. Anyway, so this guy I thought was kind of sketchy, but that is what... So funny. So now if you Google like Georgia poll lawsuit, you're going to get that. 
Yeah, it's going to bury the real information below everything. And that's what happens with Google. Google is getting harder and harder to find stuff. And they're really trying to make sure that the public is not aware of what's really going on down in Georgia, which is why I'm glad we get to talk to Garland each week. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash products. Report. Did you say there was something about live streaming in that bill? Talking about not wanting the truth to get out. Yeah. Deep inside the 5,000 pages <laughs> of this COVID relief <sighs> bill or stimulus bill or whatever they're calling it whatever. is a new law that severely punishes streamers who pirate large amounts of copyrighted material. And the focus <clears throat> is not on the individual person who is watching an illegal stream or visiting the website. The focus is on... The the black market, the head of the black market, the for-profit illegal streaming services. So they're trying to cut off this head of the black market of, the, of streaming services. And the argument is that it's costing billions of dollars, all these streaming services that are putting in. And I'm sure that it is. But by default, what it also does is it gives them more control over streaming. They want every single communication channel available. They want control of it. Not one can exist without them having, without them being able to oversee it or monitor it. That that's what they appear. They appear to be trying to wrangle in the cyber world, kind of like the the Wild West got wrangled in back in the 1800s. They want full control, and this takes yep. away an avenue where people could potentially communicate outside ideas after they gotten kicked off of everything else. Getting information to people in an instant, you might have to go to the black market. They are trying to take that away before it even starts. I absolutely have quite a few important points to make about that but that reminds me before we forget spiro spiro scurris who we've talked to you've heard from him you know his great work he he's a journalist for the activist post um he was taken down off twitter he uh you told me that binkley and then he emailed people i guess in the media who he's had contact with and he gave me a link to uh, his parlor profile he asked first of all he asked us to pressure twitter to let him back on so i have pinned to the top of my twitter page at monica perez show an appeal to jack <laughs> to let him back on they accused him of having multiple accounts which he said he did not have and but uh, but what was really crazy which he didn't know that i would have any insight into this but you sure gave me some binkley he said that how he was taken down because we were wondering he said this guy at max the lion x m-a-x-t-h-e-l-i-o-n-x uh tweeted after after spiro got taken down he tweeted when you get rid of one far-right extremist it's a good thing next his youtube account watch me and then he says spiro is gone well done legion what is that person's name again? Uh, Max the Lion X, M A X T H E L I O N X. Does it say in his profile who's he is associated with? Um, let I will have to look, which I can because do that quickly. sounds exactly like what the guy from the Center of Countering Digital Hate, who we played clips of 
in our Rockfin video yeah. from the Council on Foreign Relations was talking. He was bragging about getting David Icke kicked off, and he's saying what they do is they target people like this who they disagree with, and they try to get them kicked off. Uh, it is that's Imran Ahmad, and right. I, I I I sent that link to Spiro saying this is quite possibly part of a bigger thing. So Max the Lion X has seven followers and 393 tweets, and he was established exactly two years ago. I mean, you know, I'm not really... Uh, one, one recent tweet from my recent review of Twitter. It's disturbing to note the anger and hatred people hold for the government or the police or any of our institutions. I don't live in the USA, but this crazy behavior is spreading. <clears throat> uh, he looks like he's targeting journalists he does not like. And it also looks like he clearly has multiple accounts. Someone with seven followers and... Four, four right. people following this and person. the power then and he appeals to someone uh, he says thanks legion so yeah. he has a legion seven followers is not a guy with a legion so i think that's what twitter <laughs> should be investigating that's a good point maybe you can tack on to my tweet because i know jack dorsey's gonna read it because i <laughs> he's probably I, thinking about it right now why well, I, well, I need to sit down and think about what monica and the libertarians are saying he probably hasn't been on Twitter in in years, for all we know. He might have somebody I, who does it for him. The most plausible thing that I have found about him is I think he's just a model still. He was a model, and I think he still is. I think he's just a, a living model. He's like a live action. <laughs> no, no giggling. I'm I'm giddy. I'm a little giddy today. Ah, so yeah, the I, streaming oh, thing. Yeah, I got to tell yeah. you about that. So. In the, back in the day, there were CISA and CISPA, remember? I yeah. think it was CISA and CISPA. And it was, people went bananas. They blacked out the internet. They were like, you can't pass these. One was for surveillance and one was for um, censorship. So the, the one that was for, so it was just the co- Congress trying to s- put surveillance and censorship on the internet. It was very clear. But they made up stories to get you to... Uh, they said the one for surveillance, they said, was anti-terrorist. And the one for censorship, they said, was anti-piracy. So I noticed right away that that's what it was. And after it hit backlash, then after that, what they did was they had to demonize like terrorism. Obviously, terrorism is demonic, but they were they had to emphasize this like seat of the pants spur of the moment. Then you had like the pulse shooting and you had all of these bad things happening. And then they just kind of back into this stuff with either making pressuring social media to take matters into their own hands or putting like one off little bills in. So they couldn't just do it. So then I kind of coined this notion of kind of black swan policymaking or crisis government so that they couldn't just get it past the normal way. They had to scare the scare everyone to death. And, and it's working so well. I think we're living we're we're living the end game of crisis government as we speak. Yeah. And I think every American should be insulted by this. The, these politicians, they just insult us and they don't care 
and they exploit the fact that people are out of work and that they're out of money, that they're facing impending eviction, that people are afraid. And they know it's going to get passed because they, they know that they have Congress not excusing them, but they know that they have them by the balls and that they're going to pass it so that they look OK politically. And if you aren't insulted by this, even if you are benefiting off of this, you should be insulted by it. I know people who will who are in a, a hard spot who are insulted by it, even though it is going to help them. But if you're not insulted by this, regardless what? of insulted what party you're what? in, then you are right where they want you to be. In I'm the, not crystal clear on what you're insulted by. By the stimulus bill, the way they do it. Oh, yes. So they, they, there's two hours. Here's 5,000 pages. We'll yes. cram whatever I think, in there and it doesn't matter. Oh, well, we don't want the stupid people, the stupid mob talking about it. So let's throw it in the stimulus bill. They don't want you thinking about this stuff. I think at the, I think they have a purpose that they are going to get to. Like they made this so blatant. Same thing with the election tampering. They're just making things so blatant because they want to button up process. But I want to tell people if they're interested in this notion of piracy and, um, uh, copyright and all that. Check out Stefan Kinsella if you don't already know. My guess is most listeners know him, but he's a great libertarian intellectual property lawyer who is against intellectual property laws. Stefan Kinsella. He's called our show. I've, he, he's fun. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great Great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S.com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. And if you use discount code PROP10... You can get 10% off all of the Rye Guy stuff. And actually, it's pretty funny. So if you want to go check it out just for a laugh, I think it's worthwhile. It's very clever and libertarian, which I like. You're right. They're throwing it in our face. They're putting the flaws in the process out there. It couldn't be more obvious. They passed a bill, a stimulus bill or whatever you want to call it, that literally just about everybody in America agrees that the process, the way it was done, is terrible, is ridiculous. It's insulting. There's an important point, though, about that. I, I read a book, The Committee of 300 by John Coleman, I think. Yeah, John Coleman. Yeah. And there were three things that were in there that hadn't happened. Everything else had happened that he predicted and talked about. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. And the three things I was like, see, that never happened. One was the uh, that drugs would start becoming legal, which they did. Another one was... And I don't know if this was two, if this was one or two separate ones, but it's the only one I remember that they would change our rules, our process to be more like Europe so that the minority. Oh, yeah, it was two different things. The minority would have less power here. The minority in Congress and stuff has more power than in like England, for example. But as they cut down on process, like they don't allow filibusters or they have straight up and down votes, stuff like that. 
gives the minority less power and that's happening. And then the last thing was that the like line item, like, um, earmarks and specifics in spending bills is how Congress shows their power to tax. The purse strings being in hand of Congress is a big departure from like a monarchy. And to, uh, to, so when, when Obama would do, or they would do continuing resolutions under Obama, or they wanted to do away with earmarks, that was a way to get the president to have, to have the power of the purse over Congress. So all of that, those process changes, I think thereafter. And I think that this emphasizing the problems with the process and, and like the same thing with the electoral college, popular voter government controlling these federal elections, it diminishes the independence of the states. I mean, all of these things kind of Europeanize the U.S. And I think that's why they're emphasizing the problems with the U.S. system. And I would say anything that they want us to pay attention to, we probably should be defending. And then they put the question to public debate, kind of. They pretend to by having representatives publicly debate it who reflect the feelings of certain parts of America. And that stimulates the debate among talking heads on TV and among the public and gives the illusion of a national debate that's all guided towards a solution that they predetermined, yet it gives the illusion of making the public feel like they came up with the, the answer together. Right. And and they they made the way it's like ground news, the way they skew it makes it look like so ground news will point out to you that it's skewed. They make it look like, well, the overwhelming cacophony is against it or for it, you know, even though it does not reflect what the real people think. So Trump rolled out 15 pardons yesterday. Do you know? Do you know any, does anything come to mind? Okay. Ross Ulbricht did not get pardoned. I don't care about Assange or Snowden because I don't. Well, you got to save the Big Bang for the the last one. So if he's going to go out of office, yeah, that would be great. That That would be the last one he does, in my opinion. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, but people are focusing on the fact that those guys aren't in it and like Blackwater guys or whatever it is, like mercenaries are in there. There are a few nonviolent drug offenders. I completely definitely should get them out. There's a really touching story about a guy who had been, um, I guess was in jail many, many years ago for a distillery infraction for moonshine. And even though he wasn't in jail or anything, he was an old man. He wanted he wanted a clean record so that was nice i think his name was crumb but what no i had nobody know his that guy's name was crumb c-r-u-m but there was nobody mentioned that three of the people who were pardoned were congressmen three three congressmen a stockman Hunter and Collins, and they did various things. One misused charitable funds, one misused campaign funds, and one engaged in SEC fraud and told lies to the FBI. Now, and in the in the pardon, it's like all flowery language. They dedicated their lives to public service. I mean, that in itself is the lie of public office for the very reason that those guys got caught. And here's what's funny. It is so damn next to impossible to catch 
and prosecute and convict and put in jail a corrupt politician. I mean, look up John Corzine. And I'm supposed to believe that the only three that I've ever even heard of were the innocent ones? <laughs> yeah. The argument is going to be the Michael Flynn argument for at least one of those. It's going to be they got somebody into the into the room and they got him to lie under oath. I'm not mentioning there are people in there who were in, involved in the Mueller investigation and stuff who he pardoned. I'm not talking about them. I'm yeah, talking didn't about. Didn't you say one of them was for lying to the FBI? Well, it was only because of SEC fraud. Like he lied during he was convicted of SEC fraud. And then as a subsequent, you know, as oh, okay. a separate thing, he lied to the FBI. No, like crimes that aren't really. So here and here's the point about that. You lie to the FBI. You go to F in jail. Nobody's letting you out. You're not getting a pardon. OK, but unless you're a congressman, these are the people who supposedly respect the system. You know, I just it's outrageous. But, yeah, I didn't even mention all the political complete nonsense with there are people in there in the Mueller investigation. You can look at the list, but. These guys fraud against the people and, and and most of them do it anyway. And nobody goes to jail and the guys who go to jail. They get their records expunged. I mean, whatever. Well, then go get good jobs again. All right. I don't I don't know. They're probably going to be back in Congress. I just I don't know their the details of their story. I just know that their crimes seem like actual crimes that they were actually convicted of. And the idea that the only congressman to go to jail are the ones who happen to be innocent, you know, and deserving of mercy seems kind of far fetched. When John Corzine goes to jail, I will uh, I will see a little more justice. I get what you're saying. and I don't know anything about those specific cases either. I do know that people I don't know if these guys were outspoken against something. I know being outspoken and having a prominent position and being against something you're supposed to be for is a good way to get yourself thrown in jail. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look up Joe Nacio, N-A-C-C-I-H-O, he was the head of Quest when Bush came down with all the warrantless wiretaps and he was the only one who stood against it and then the next year he was going to jail for insider trading and they wouldn't let him say it was a witch hunt in his trial just like ross ulbricht that yeah. he's not allowed to talk about government malfeasance he went to jail he served his sentence same thing with donald sockley and he blew and they weren't allowed to talk about that in their trial yes yeah, same thing with ross ulbricht they were not allowed to That's i mean crazy. that is a the, you're supposed to ha- be able to call That's witnesses your defense yes and their entire not. defense you're not allowed to bring right it. Right. And that's that's the kind of stuff like, okay, maybe these guys, maybe these guys did say something wrong, but they must have said something right to the right people because they're out. (laughs) That guy served us, had to serve his time. And that was for defending the Constitution, in my opinion. Well, in the patron 15, I'm going to tell you some more updates on this massive propaganda campaign we're seeing where they're openly talking about now in the media. Okay, uh, let me give a shout out to our friend Morrow Bob and his podcast conversations about freedom. He asked us to be on after the new year, so I'm looking forward to that. He's uh, he's an interesting guy. He's got breadth and depth, so I'm looking forward to talking to him. So also, uh, people should know tomorrow's Christmas Eve we have in the DNB. We're going to put our latest legal man conversation. And for patrons only, our conversation with Car Bird and Childerberg, now of Timeline Earth, Car and Bird, formerly of the Friends Against Government. That's going to be fun. It's how I found freedom in an unfree holiday season. Those guys, I coined a phrase, 
silver pilled me. I'm going to create a hashtag on that. And we have something new for people every single day, both in the free feed and in the patron feed. So uh, I might be taking a little bit of time off screens, a little less tweeting over the holidays, but I will always be reachable on Patreon. So if you want to message me, that that's probably the best place to do it. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. And uh, I love my presents, Binkley. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy them. Should I tell? Should I tell you about them in the uh, the reaction of my family and the? I can't wait to hear 15, about it. Hear about that, and there's a new documentary about Tiger Woods, and what else? I think that's it. Well, I want to thank everybody for the past year for support <gasps> oh, and for yes. listening and for the nice comments and and artwork and everything that everybody's done. Great uh, reviews. Yeah, we thank you for that. It means the world and it keeps us going. We've been keeping each other. I think I get a lot of emails that if it weren't for you guys, you know, you kept us going during this time. And it's funny because things are kind of gloomy, but I think because we always try to see the the bright side. And they, they keep us have going. Some fun. They yeah, for sure. It's too. like a community. It's, yeah. it's great. It's like a sanity check in all directions. So, yeah. yes, you're right. Much so thank you, everybody. And Gosh, have... it's our last show of the year. It is, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I didn't even snap to that. I was just Merry Christmasing. Well, right. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. As Monica said, we will have content coming out every day, but I wish everyone the best for the new year. And thank you again for it's been a tough year, but. It's been a good one, and I, I as you know, I'm, I'm an optimist, so I see, I see light through the darkness. Yeah, I'm just going to get more religious, I think. <laughs> you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMV, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report become a patron. You can also find us on rockfan.com where we do deep dive videos into the panel discussions of where the world shapers talk about their plans. We will talk to you guys in the Patient 15 or in the new year. Although we do have new content coming out every day. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And thank you for all your hard work. You too. You're killing it. You are. Day in and day out. You show up almost on time. You do a lot of work. <laughs> There's a New Year's resolution for me. Don't get crazy. <laughs>